Hey, this is the Medical Cook Podcast, episode 342. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to tell you the fable of the wolf and the owl. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We have some mythical stuff to talk about. I almost <laughs> swore in the first 15 seconds. Didn't, though. Good job. We have some people to thank, some stories to tell, some questions to answer, some stuff to give away. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, their source for all your gaming needs. Yeah, I got something in my eye. I got something in the mail from Fusion. Use special promo code CCO Spring to get 5% off of that stuff that I was going to buy anyway. It was pretty cool. Got some shattered glass transformers coming. Initially wasn't going to buy them. Oh, you simp. I know. (laughs) That's weeb stuff. I know. That's weeb (laughs) shit. But at least I didn't spring for the foils. Ooh, yeah. That will spoil Megatrons and Optimus Primes, hey? Holy. Those are several mortgage payments. Yes. (laughs) Yes, they are. But not for me, because I'm only getting regular ones. Plus, I I opened uh, an Optimus Prime. Ooh. Uh, not foil shattered glass one, but a regular one, which yeah, was yeah. cool. There have been seven, several mortgage payments. I know, right? <laughs> so I need a Blitzwing and a Megatron still, shattered glass one. So if anybody has one out there, I will trade you for them. Hey, cool. Well, here, here's the thing. I got all my Brother's War pre-order stuff in Ooh. and some Christmas presents that are going to be painted. Used CCO Spring promo code. If you want to buy Christmas presents, Fusion's a great place to go. You can also use CCO Perks promo code. Get a 10% kickback when you spend over 100 Canadian dollars, which is, since the Canadian dollar took another dive, I think that's what, $48 US? Yeah, it's like four pounds. Yeah. If you're ordering from the UK. Yeah, it's uh, 200 Australian dollars, though, so we're still doing better than them Aussies. Yeah. Good day. Yeah, mind you, it's summer there right now. Yeah, well. Shout out to the Australians. We got some good Australian audience out there. That we do. You know what I want to do real quick here? I uh, Brad got, Gale. He's a good dude. Never heard of her. Mm-hmm. I want to. Um, I want to do this real quick and shout out some members of the Nash. Okay, so. Um, He's looking at the computer. Yeah, top geographies, and this this is from YouTube, which you should be watching and subscribing on because Joe works really hard to make us look cool. The editor Joe Mama, yeah, he's a good dude. Shout out to the land of the free, of course. That's where most people listen, and and the Great White North, that is Canada. But shout out to Germany, really? Yeah, the UK, Spain, France. Oh wow! Yeah, we don't even speak Spanish or French. Well, we barely speak English or German. Well, wow. it gets even better. Shout out to the 3.6% of viewers from India. I don't even speak Punjabi. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's like 187 languages in, in India. I'm not even uh, that's exaggerating. Pretty, that, that's pretty um, Brazil, Japan, Italy, South Korea. What's up? Ooh. Yeah, cool. Indonesia? It's oh, like yeah. somebody listening to us on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I didn't even... Yeah, Israel, Turkey, Russia. I'm I'm going like way down the line now. I'm talking like, like worldwide. Point one percent of listeners or viewers are from Switzerland, Netherlands, Iraq, Sweden. Shout out to everybody in the nation. Yeah, yeah, cool stuff, cool stuff. So I wanted to do that. Uh, Fusion does ship to all those places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why I did that. Yeah, but they they do. Unless yes. it's sealed product, in which case they don't. Yeah, you got to get that from your native, your home and native land. Yeah, as we say in the uh, Canadian national anthem. 
Uh, second, oh, yeah. second, um, not business daddies, business tip touchers, business business sis- fronts. Okay, yeah, geekwood.ca, where you can use the uh, CCO affiliate link. It'll be up in the corner or down in the show notes. And CCO podcast promo code 10% off your high-end gaming supplies. Yeah, there's like boxes for dice and some dice. I had some dice, polyhedral dice with little frogs in them. Yes. Which are really fucking cool. I should have brought them. So you should have showed them, them off. off, yeah. I'll bring them next week. Yeah, so and then I'll show them. Sh- uh, going going to either of those places helps the show. We like working with those businesses. They treat us well, and they're always open to all of our weird and quirky ideas. When we say, "Hey, what about this? What about this?" and they, uh, good good bunch of people. We don't just uh, we certainly turn down some suitors that are like, "Hey, hawk our shit for us," and I'm like, "No, no, we <laughs> no, shan't. I won't. We shan't do that." <laughs> Thank you, though. Speaking of hawking shit. Hawking. We got to hawk our own. Oh, okay. Sidewalk slam sixth dimension. Oh, the sixth dimension. The sixth dimension, for those of you who aren't science nerds like myself, is smell. Oh, smell is a dimension. Yep. Oh. See, it's it's length and width and height and time. Sure. And then feel and then smell. And after smell comes sound. And after that is just a little blue dot that's really hard to make with our standard keyboard. I think mm-hmm. I think you're talking about senses or like going to the sensory area in the children's play place. No, the, definitely science. Oh. Definitely dimensions. I didn't know that. <laughs> so if you've never smelled us before, sidewalk slam sixth dimension. There are several references to smell. I promise you, you will smell us if you watch it. Yeah, patrons can watch December Mm 1. Everybody else out there in the nation, uh, even in Iraq, can watch (laughs) December 2. Yes. (laughs) And speaking of patrons, we got a couple new, couple increasers. Uh Uh-oh. And uh, big thanks, because we mentioned we've got the new Patreon goals last week, right? Like Mm -hmm. new microphone for Sidewalk Slam, and I want to pay the editors more because they do a good job and work hard, and we want to get the little studio for Brando to do box openings and stuff, like a little recording booth so it doesn't sound like he's in Yokozuna's butt crack. Yeah, my rooms are very large. <laughs> Too large for recording on my phone. Yeah, that's a thing. So, um, uh, patrons, I patrons. got the names. Yeah, uh, okay. That's what I was doing during the pre-show. I was missing one name. Oh. And it's an increase. We're going to start with the increases. Uh, Taylor Mac increase needs a nickname. T-Mac. T-Mac. Sounds like a wrestler. Does sound like a wrestler. What's his finisher? The T-Bar. The T-Bar. Just gives people wedgies till their underwear rips into thongs. Ooh. Yeah. T-Bar thong Just lifts them up by their thing and just like shakes them a little bit and then gives them a suplex. Oh, a wedge. That's basically a T-Bone suplex. A wedgie-plex. The T-Bar suplex. Can we call it a wedgie-plex? You just suplex it. Well, because then it doesn't fit with the name. Oh, yeah. It's got to be with the name. T-Bar suplex. You grab them by the underpants. Suplex them right over. Could we call him T-Bone Suplex? Nah, because that's already a move. Is it? Yeah, T-Bone Suplex. That's that's what I just described. The T-Bar Suplex is a T-Bone Suplex, except instead of grabbing them by like the cock and balls, which isn't what you're... You're grabbing them by the fucking underpants. Ah! (laughs) Until they rip. Until they rip. And wrestling underpants, stretchy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ask uh, ask Drake. Yes. He knows all about... um, I guess when guys don't wear their wrestling underpants and crap their pants. Lol. 
Yeah. Yeah. A funny story. CCO Experience Volume 1. Check that out on YouTube. It'll be linked in the show notes, maybe on the screen. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Very funny. T-Mac, Suplex, Daddy, whatever we're calling you. <laughs> Welcome aboard and thank you for aboard. being here, yeah. bud. Yep. Now, next one is an increase. Corbin Joshua. I think that we called him like Joshua Vess or uh, Corbin Jockshoe. Corbin Jockstrap. Man, how come yeah. it's all about the underwear today? Well, got- jock shoe is is a jock shoe just like one of those thong sandals like the Ninja Turtles wear? No, a jock shoe is when you can't find your like your cup, so you take a shoe and just <laughs> put it in there and just sh- just hope. Is that a shoe in your pants? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> and you go yes, <laughs> and they yeah that's the that's the joke. Corbin jock shoe, welcome, welcome. Yeah, and f you. Happy to have you. Next Ish. one, ish. Daniel Knowles. This is a new one. Daniel's Holes. Daniel Holes. That was too easy. That was too easy. Daniel Holes. Yep. Welcome. Welcome you and board. your holes. All yep. of them. All we're, six of them. We're mucho happy to have those here. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Ari, Ari, I don't know. Ari Ridge. I want to make a ridge joke like like that's something dirty, like I get a ridge job. RJ. Yeah. BJ, ZJ, RJ. Don't even know what they are, so you can't afford them. Yeah, I yeah. want an I want an RJ. Ari kind of rhymes with army. And army, army. kind of reminds me of like army ants, like the little toy line from the 80s. I don't know if anybody remembers those. Nobody knows about those except you. They're like little little dudes, there's blue ones and orange ones, and they were all little soldiers and they had little guns and little flamethrowers and little rocket launchers, little missiles and shit. They were really cool. Joe should put some on the screen. They were really cool. They were fun to collect and stuff. I bet you Google doesn't even know about those. Really? Probably not. They were really. I don't know. I guess they were only popular. But so they were is this cool. army army ant army army blaster? Oh yeah, well, that's a good. I, I like I that. Wanna, I want blaster to be in somebody's nickname. <laughs> <laughs> and here we've done it. We've we've lived the dream. Army blaster. Army blaster. Yeah, because it could be like a you know, like a like a big gun, or it could be like the army blaster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Army. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I brought see. my gun. Army. <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible. We're terrible people. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, better than finger blaster joke. Ooh, maybe it's not if you're no, blasting it... somebody with your whole arm. Mm-hmm. Well, army blaster. No kink shaming in the nation. No. Some people like that. That's right. I'm... It's fine. Yep. Okay. Some people's nickname is Sock Puppet, and we all know why. But we'd never shame them. No. Good for you, man. That takes dedication and shit. It takes all kinds in the nation. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Even Editor Joe. Yeah, he's even, shaking his head. Yeah, he's just, you fucking guy. Yeah, you, why are you making me Google army ants? <laughs> how many How many National Geographic pictures did he get that aren't even the toy? Oh, too many. Like 700 million results that took yeah. 0.1 second for Google yeah. to find. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no! <laughs> I hope he finds the one that looks like Cobra Commander. He's got like a little flamethrower and he's got like the little sack mask over his face. Oh, man. It's really good. It, they're cool, man. Sack mask. If army you don't blaster. know, if you've never seen those army ants, you should. They're very fun. They're from a, the perfect time in action figures. They're really cool. Neat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, speaking of really fun and neat, oh. we've got some giveaways. Oh, damn. Yeah, we got two. We got two giveaways. We've got the booster pack game winner from last week for guessing Ashnod the Uncaring. Oh, yeah. This goes out to Jeff R. Hall. Sounds like a wrestling name. Jeff R. Hall? Jeff R. Hall. You get at us, commandercookout at gmail.com. Tell us that you won. Make sure it's really you so you don't ruin it for everybody on our system. Mm-hmm. Do you want a token pack, a sticker pack, or a booster pack? I have them in from FusionGamingOnline.com. 
and your address complete with your postal or zip code. Yeah. I need that so I don't have to look it up. And if you haven't seen the tokens or stickers, you go to commandercoco.com slash store. You can see them all there. They're really cool. Let us know what you want. Or if you want it to uh, to donate it to like to the Christmas mega sack, Santa's sack, Uncle Brando's sock drawer. What did we call it last Uncle week? Uncle Brando's foil sock drawer. Yes, if you want that, we can do that too. Maybe we'll give away to some some extra lucky patron or something. <laughs> um, that's the winner, Jeff. Get at us. Yes. The second winner is from uh, some some stuff that Geekwood sent us. Oh yeah. We got like a we got like a, a like a chainmail dice sack and a f- and, and the, a regular and dice the, sack. The fuck twenty. The yeah. the D twenty with the F word on it. Yeah. And um, I think there's a pin in there, like a magic card back pin. And there's some enamel pins. Um, and some, there's a whole bunch of neat stuff. Is I'll, the I'll, if I remember to send editor Joe the picture. That is of what you win. It'll be on the screen now. Yes. If you're watching YouTube, if we didn't remember that, then it's still just our faces. Or if you're listening to this, you can't see it anyway. So use your imagination. The stuff's really neat, and it's at least as cool as you're picturing in your head. Oh, yeah, 100%. And uh, as always, our social media giveaways, we do about one a month. Hey, helping us out on Twitter or Facebook, sharing the show, tagging friends, retweeting, that kind of stuff. That's how you won. Or if you're a Patreon supporter which today's winner is, mm-hmm. you get a free entry. So, Ooh. of course, you just get an entry for uh, being a patron and, and helping bring the show to everybody, even in Iraq. And the winner is Andrew Chaplin. Andy Andrew. Andy Chaplin? And Andy, Andy Cha- Chapdass? Andy Chapass. That's his nickname now. Yep. Andy Chapass. Get at us. I'm reasonably sure that uh, Andy Chapass is in the Discord and or has our contact information and he, can get at us. He'd better. Freaking should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, he can contact us through um, Patreon Messenger. And, and we'll get an email. Oh, yeah. That emails makes it cool. easy. Eh? Emails are cool. Yeah, I like yeah. those. Yeah. I don't like getting too many, though. So <laughs> <laughs> feels too much like work then. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a deck. Do we? We got this guy. What? We got this guy named oh, yeah. Tono Tonos the toy maker the candelabra guy this would have almost been perfect for christmas for santa's birthday but you know that cco's grueling christmas got to be a gruel deck that's as per tradition correct because brando is not one to buck traditions that's, i'm very traditional as you can tell by looking or listening well bucking bucking tradition would mean that you need to create change in your life no no <laughs> there's my point exactly no. So we're going to do Tano's the toy maker. I'm going to give him a read here. She's a three, five human artificer for blue, green, three. Whenever you cast, cast. So even if it's countered, this still happens. Whenever you cast a beast or bird creature spell, you may copy it, except the token is an artifact in addition. Oh, it comes into play. It's a, it's an artifact in addition to its other yeah, types. like he sees the little dude like ethereally appearing in the air, and he gets really excited. He goes, and he builds a little robot replica of it. Yes. Neat. Yes. Now, uh, I don't know how relevant this is going to be, but just a little cool thing. This triggers when you cast, uh-huh. and because it triggers on top of the stack from where your creature is, the the artifact copy token thing will come into the battlefield first. Neat. So you'll just have to maybe watch or, or think of think of that when playing with or against this or building this. I can't see it ever really being a huge 
Uh, but I mean, there are times when it's it's a thing, I guess. I suppose, yeah. Artifact ETBs and something happens that you need to happen first or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's some like tryhard out there that's like, ooh, actually, in some cases, in this particular corner case that I like to create. Yes. Yes. Whatever. If that's you, that's fine. Thanks for listening. I'm glad that you're here with us lowbrow scum. Yeah. Yeah. My eyebrows are so low, they're like on my feet. Yeah, my lo- my eyebrows are in hell. That's my, how low they are. My eyebrows are in China. <laughs> <laughs> All the other side of the world. The yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jeez. like freaking, if Jupiter magically vanished, I saw, I saw, I saw a video the other day of like a simulation of Jupiter vanished. <laughs> and shit just like, wow, going everywhere. <laughs> that would be what, where my eyebrows are. Because... Because the gravitation, gravitational pull that Jupiter has is so strong that it affects, like, all the other planets in the solar system. Oh, So wow. they would all change. And Jupiter's got, like, freaking 300 moons. Yeah. And they would all just go everywhere and smash into stuff. And... Those moons are his wives. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Jupiter, king of the gods. Yeah. King of which gods? The Roman gods. Oh, the Roman gods. And also the Greek gods. He's Zeus. Jupiter oh. and Zeus are like the same. They're like, they're bros. They're like Urza and Mishra. No, they're the same person. They yeah. just changed the name when the Romans came over and sacked everything. They're like, yeah, we like all this shit. We're going to change it, though. You're going to change those names. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just like when uh, Magic went to Amonkhet and it was Dark Sun, but they changed the name of everybody to Magic shit instead of Dark Sun stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, look at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's the god of the gods in Egypt? Were they the OG like Godmaker uppers? Uh, they were. They were pretty close. I let think us, let us know in the comments. Ra, I think, was the sun god. I think he was Ra and Set. I believe that was the god of death and the god of the sun. Oh yeah, the god of death. Hey, he's always lurking. Yeah, they're all. Well, I mean, they got to be there. You got. It's like the one thing that people are scared of, and a lot of those ancient religions invented gods to explain things that they couldn't explain or to alleviate fears of things that they didn't understand. And so we have gods. So death is something people are afraid of. And the sun is something that people really like. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Lots of magic players. I'm scared of the sun. It's true. <laughs> we are a pasty gang. We are that. <laughs> now, speaking of a pasty gang. Oh, shit. Okay. Should we hop over and check out the cards in this deck? Because oh, uh, they are certainly a gang of the who's who's <laughs> of, of birds and beasts. Let's let's do it. And b- before we do, though, I do, I do want to say I love decks like this. Because when I say it's a who's who, you're going to know like yeah. a ton of the cards in here. And you're going to say, oh, that is a bird. Oh, that's a beast. That yeah. was a ratted. Yep. Yeah. That's going to happen over and over. And I like that. I feel like uh, when you get, this isn't tribal like. Beasts and birds. Like, it kind of is. It, it but. is. But you know when, when. Uh, a new legend gets printed and it's like all minotaurs get plus one plus one or whatever or like the archimandrite that just got printed yeah. for advisors and monks and stuff it's monk tribal advisor tribal well guess what lots of things that you just want in your deck are beasts yeah and you're gonna see uh, a lot of them in this deck yeah, and i like that it's like the catch-all creature type what the hell is this uh, yeah. it's a it's got three horns, but it's not a dinosaur. It's a fucking beast. Yeah, it's got two heads, three horns, five assholes. Yeah. It's got reach and trample and ten other relevant abilities. What do we do? Make it a beast. Slap a green pip on it and call it a beast. Yeah, can it get me pictures of Spider-Man? It's a beast. Okay. Let's talk some cards. Cut to cards. All right, where should we start? Actually, here's where we're going to start. In the intro, I said the fable of Wolf and Owl. I told oh, you yeah, we were going to yeah, tell yeah. 
The reason I mention that is because Taunos the Toymaker reminds me of an enchantment that we could play in this deck, but we don't, called Fable of Wolf and Owl. I think it's from Eventide. When you play a blue thing, you get a bird. When you play a green thing, you get a wolf. Oh. So sort of the same thing, but not really. And it could go in this deck, and it would be perfectly fine. Oh, and you know where we got to start? We didn't say that this is Chris... Dimwit Meat Gazer's deck. Oh, yeah. Yes, the Meat Gazer. That would explain why there's only 24 lands and 91 cards in the deck. Oh, yes. I think that he forgot to add forests. Yes, I, I think that's probably the case. Chris, if I, if I have one tip for building a commander deck, make sure it's 100 cards and that you have land. Yes. 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 That goes for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if you're going to build a commander deck, 100 cards, make sure you have lands in it. CCO life lesson. Yep, we Unless you're playing that one deck that we did that one time that had no lands in it, which was a freaking instant CCO classic. Yes. Zero land EDH. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the nation. Oh, so good. Okay. Uh, we're talking about land. Let's talk about how we ramp. How about that? Yes, 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 yes. So we got a rampant growth. We got a primal growth. Migratory Greathorn. Hey, watch out for mutate theme in this in this deck because lots of mutators are beasts. Yeah, so that's a that's a mutator that when it mutates onto a creature, you get a basic. Kodama's Reach, we all know. Gyre Sage, it has evolved taps for mana for each plus one plus one on it. Growing Rites of Itlamok, it is a thing that puts a creature into your hand when you have four creatures, it flips over into a Gaia's cradle. Fertilid is a creature that you can take counters off of to rampant growth. Sadly, that's an elemental, though. Yeah, it's too yeah. bad. Cultivate is cultivate and a bird of paradise. And there's another one where it's like, it, no, it, duh, that's a bird. But I can have I can have two of those. Like if I top deck that on turn eight, nobody likes that. But now I have two of them, and I'll probably just be using them as blockers. Now I have two. And let me hit you with this: having two of something is better than having one of something. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, Mostly cool. universally in magic, having two of something is better than one, unless it's an infect counter. Or an, uh, an opponent. Oh. Like having two opponents is less good than having one. Because mm. that means that you haven't killed at least one other person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like yeah, you gotta, yeah. You're not doing your job properly. So we got nine rampers. Let's do some... Um, I yeah. don't know. Let's do some, some protection and removal. We'll, sure. we'll get the kind of the standard stuff out of the way. Sure. We're playing a Trigon Predator. That's a beast when it eat no, when it attacks. No, when it deals combat damage, destroy an artifact or enchantment. It's a beast that flies. Very good in this deck. Stubborn denial. Hey, counter target non-creature spell unless their opponent play its controller pays one. And if you got ferocious, that means if you control a creature with power four or greater, which we probably will, counter that spell straight up instead. Sawtusk Demolisher. Another mutate beast. When you mutate, which is green three, and you can mutate it onto a non-human. Correct. And you can mutate it on top, and it's this creature with this power and toughness. Right. Right? Or you can mutate it on the bottom, and it's... Just its ability, It's right? whatever it was plus the text box of this creature. And the text box is trample. Whenever this creature mutates, destroy target artif non-artifact permanent. Non-creature non -creature permanent. permanent. Its controller gets a 3-3 three, three beast creature token. So it's kind of a shitty beast with it. But you get a 6-6. Six, six. Yeah, and you get a 6-6 six, six out of the deal. So if I could, if I could beast within, get a 6-6... Six, six, or, or just tack that onto another creature and destroy one of my birds of paradise that I have two of. Yeah. I could upgrade my bird into a 3-3. Three, three. 
You could. Not terrible. Raven form. That's destroy target artifact or creature, and its controller gets a 1-1 blue bird creature token. I could destroy my extra birds of paradise and make it a 1-1 instead <laughs> of a 0-1. <laughs> Pouncing Shore Shark. One of my favorite arts in all of magic. When it me- It's a shark beast. Look at that. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Frick. You can mutate it for blue three. When it mutates, you return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. Now at this point... And it's got flash. At this point, Ryan, I'll bet you half the people in the nation are screaming, but Ryan and Brando, how does mutators work with Taunos? How do you copy them? How do you get a token of something that's mutating onto something? And the answer to that is, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to know. I love mutate. I really do. It's one of my favorite things in magic, but I have no idea how this would work. And I don't think anybody really does. I don't think anybody actually knows. Well, here's the thing. If we read the reminder text for mutate, it's if you cast this spell for its mutate cost, put it over or under target non-human creature you own. We own. That's cool. We own, yeah. They mutate into the creature on top plus all abilities from under it. Oh, you mutate, you can't, do you choose whether you put it under or over? Yeah. Okay, so we can choose if we go under or over, and it's worded that way to eliminate words from the card. Yes. Okay, if we copy it, we are not casting it for its its mutate cost. Right. So it is to my understanding that if we're not casting it, we cannot mutate with it, and it would just ETB as a 4-3 with flash, that says when it mutates, you do this. And we just wouldn't do it because we're not mutating it. Right? So we'd have a we'd mutate a creature into a pouncing shore shark and then get a pouncing shore shark as well. The copy from Tonos would enter the battlefield first as just a pouncing shore shark flopping around on the battlefield. Okay. And then the mutate one would come into play targeting the thing that we're mutating it onto. I'm reasonably sure that that's how it would work. Sure. I wholeheartedly did not think about <laughs> copying with the commander of the deck when I was going through the deck. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's got mutate. Those are all beasts. That makes lots of sense. Yeah, well, that makes, yep, but no, no. Okay, that's, if we're wrong, tell us in the comments or on Discord, which I'm sure you all will. Let us continue with our mutators. We have a gem razor. What's the fucking blind leading the blind? Okay, this one ETBs and destroys target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls when you mutate it. Yeah, and it has and, reach and, and that, trample. That triggers again... If if I had like that gem razor mutated onto my birds of paradise, mm-hmm. I would gem raise a permanent. Right. And then I do the pouncing shore shark. I would gem razor and pouncing shore shark, right? That is correct. I would destroy something and bounce something. And yeah. then I do the beast within guy, that sawtusk demolisher. Yep. I would do all three. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mutate is amazing. And because they all trigger at the same time when you mutate. I can order them on the stack to resolve the way I want. That's right. Destroy this first, then bounce this, then destroy this. Destroy your thing, kill your land, bounce your beast token. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Bounce the beast token I just gave you. Yeah. That's pretty good. Fuck them. Unless I gave myself a beast token. Then you wouldn't do that. No. All right, next up we have just a bird in Isior Wardwing Familiar. Yeah, spells your opponent's cast that target my stuff or commander's that I control costs three more to cast. 
gives him Ward 3. That's a Ward 3 for all tunnels, and that's his bird friend. Consuming Tide. Each player chooses a non-land permanent they control. Return all non-land permanents not chosen this way to their owner's hand. Then you would draw a card for each opponent who has more the more cards in their hand than you. Cool. That's like um, what's that wrath where each player dis- uh, chooses a creature then destroys the rest? Uh, Last one standing. Sure. Sure. That I, one. I just made yeah. that up, but um, consuming tide is like that except blue, so it bounces and card draws. Yeah. Coastal Breach. Oh, yeah, I love a good breach. Undaunted. This is from Commander, ooh, 16, 17? Commander back in the day, 16. 16 was Undaunted? Yeah. Sure. Return all non-land permies to their owner's hand, and it's got Undaunted, which means it costs one less to cast for each opponent. I hate saying this. I absolutely loathe that I'm about to say this. (laughs) But should this just not be Rift? Ooh, I thought you were going to say, should this be an instant? And I was like, yeah, it should be. No, like if you're, I I think if you're going to pay seven to air quotes reset the game, just win. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I I would have to agree. I would rather be rifted than coastal breached, I think. Non land permanence to their owner's hand. Yeah, because it bounces your stuff. Because yeah, it's not like this deck is going 100 miles an hour where you're going to rebuild super fast and then just outvalue and outpace your opponent. I think a couple right? things. So this costs seven, but if you have three opponents, it costs four. And if you cast it on turn four or five, there isn't a whole ton of rebuilding that one would need to do to be where they were, right? Yeah. But the counter argument is, well, I don't have a whole ton of mana development by turn four to be able to redeploy all my threats yeah so i can see both sides from that standpoint should it be rift well instead of 35 dollars, it's five yeah that's a thing and some people really really dislike playing cyclonic rift because it represents like that one oh that guy just played fucking rift and won yeah it's like that right oh then he drew his crater hoof Oh, then he tutored for his rift and won, right? It's yeah. that It's that card. Yeah, I guess. But I do see, it, it, like, if this happened to me on turn 87, and I'm like, well, oh, come do on. you just win now? No. Yeah, no, we have uh, to start I'd, playing I'd again. rather get rifted. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one, we've basically already talked about it. We have a beast within as well. Sure. Let's talk about some enchantments. We're going to make our, our, our little dudes better. Okay. We'll talk some enchantments to make our dudes better. Simic Ascendancy. Ooh, you pay three or something, and you put a plus one counter on target creature you control, and when there are t- uh, plus one counters, when you got more than 20 of them, you win the game? Whenever you use Simic Ascendancy to put a counter on something, or whenever a creature you control gets a plus one, plus one counter, mm-hmm. it gets an Ascendancy counter. Ah. Then, at the beginning of your upkeep, if it has 20 or more counters on it, you win the game. Ooh, alternate win con. There Pretty cool. Primal Vigor. Primal Vigor. If one or more tokens would be put onto the battlefield, twice that many. And if one or more plus ones would be put onto something, twice that many. That's, this is doubling season, but for everybody. Yeah, that's that's uh, I'm going to call it shitty doubling season. Because yes. It works for everybody. It's symmetrical. It costs the same amount of mana, but it costs significantly less money. Money. You know what I like about this card is when you can play the political game with it and say, I'm giving you all of the tokens and stuff, and I've got a wall of blockers and big guys, and your opponents attack each other. 
with yeah. double plus ones and stuff. You know what I like? I like when I play this in Omnath and everybody thinks, huh, idiot. And then I go, yeah. nah, play a land. Exactly. Idiot. <laughs> Idiots. Path of discovery. Enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it explores. And that's revealing the top card of your library. Put that, uh, put that into your hand if it's a land. Otherwise, put a plus one counter on a creature, then on that creature, and then uh, put the card back uh, into your graveyard. Or into your graveyard. On so, top or into your graveyard. Yeah, so you look at the top. If it's a land, you get it. If it's not a land, you can make your dude bigger, and then you can either keep that thing or not keep the thing. Oh. It's pretty good. I like That's pretty good because whenever a creature enters the battlefield, you mean whenever both our creatures yeah. enter? So yeah. we explore once, and then we explore again. That's right. With with a Birds of Paradise, for example. Or if we're playing Primal Vigor, we're going to explore once, twice, thrice. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. Thrice plore. Invigorating surge. Ooh, I play this in Calamax. This is an instant, mind you. Mm-hmm. Green two instant. Put a plus one counter on target creature you control, then double the number of plus ones on that creature. It's an instant. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, okay. tap and attack for Calamax. Take four. Nah, just kidding. Take 14 <laughs> or whatever it is. Inexorable tide. Inexorable. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes. Proliferate whenever you cast a, a, a spell. Hydra's growth. That's freaking good. We're seeing a little plus one counter theme here, aren't we? That we are. Yeah, okay. Hydra's growth. Enters the battlefield, put a plus one on enchanted creature. At the beginning of your upkeep, double the number of plus ones on enchanted creature. So it's growing more heads. Oh, yeah. I love getting more head. <laughs> <laughs> Hardened scales. I think we all know that one at this you, point. You get an extra counter when you do a counter thing. Evolution vat. Ooh, hey, look at this guy from Dissension back in the day, hey? Or is that Guild Pact? That's dissension. That's dissension. Three, tap. Target creature. Tap target creature. Wow. I got to tap it, then tap target creature and put a plus one counter on it until end of turn. That creature gains two blue, green, double the number of plus one counters on this creature. I do that during the end of your turn, right? Yeah. That's when I tap them. Yep. If you or have, I block and then before damage, tap them. Yeah. If you have seven mana up to do that, this is kind of a neat card. But I think it's more like a, this is cool. I'm going to put this in here. Yeah. You know what I like this card better than for seven mana? What's that? Frickin' Rift. <laughs> right? Like, you'd rather see an Evolution Vat in a game than a Cyclonic Rift. That, right? is, that is very true, yeah. yes. Okay. We're on the same page. Death's Presence. Oh, DP. We were just talking about heads. Now we're talking about DP. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Green five enchantment. Whenever a creature you control dies, put X plus one plus one counters on Target creature you control where X is the dead creature's power. You know what I'd rather see instead of Evolution Vat in this deck? The Ozolith. Ooh, it's a good one too. The Ozolith would yeah, be really Ozolith, good. Yeah, Ozolith, but money. Yeah, is Ozolith expensive now? Mm. That's too- not super expensive, but more than Evolution Vat at least. Yeah, I have a cents. I have a free Evolution Vat in a collection that I bought from a smoker. It's <laughs> just sitting in a box. <laughs> Last Enchanty is Branching Evolution. Hey, look at this guy from Jumpstart, $22. If one or more plus ones are put onto a creature, you can do um, twice that many plus ones on a creature instead. I love that picture. Yeah. And I like how, like, the elks, they kind of look regular, but, like, then the bunnies have two sets of ears, and the snake has two heads, and the cat has two tails. Then the flamingos are fine. And then there's a bird with two tails and two heads. Yeah. It's like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. 
I really like that. Nope. That's a great picture. Yeah, it's kind of thematic too. It's got beasts and birds in it, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's do uh card advantage next. Oh sure. Can we could probably blow through this one pretty quick. Yo, you you'd think so. Oh frick. you'd think so, but then you look at the section. Nothing's easy in the nation, everybody. Souvenir Snatcher. This is a mutate bird when you mutate gain control of target non-creature artifact. Yeah, that's a cool one. Hard to play on VDH. River Kelpie. Oh, frick. It's got persist, so when it dies, it comes back with a minus one. If we can plus one that, then we can we can do this inevitably, which is cool. When it When it or another permanent enters the battlefield from a graveyard, draw a card. That's kind of weird. We haven't seen any graveyard getter backer stuff but, yet. But this works by itself because it comes back itself because it has persist. And we can do it over and over again. So let's find out what it is. Okay. When a player casts a spell from a graveyard, draw a card. Oh. I really feel like so that's So we just a, get this back over and over? I think that's a meta gameplay because there's no sack engine and there's no... Real graveyard getter it's backer. A, it's so. a beast, so we would get two of them. And yeah. we're playing a plus one sub-theme, so this would come back indefinitely when we can put a plus one counter on it. If we can find a way of putting it into a graveyard over and over again. Well, yeah, blocking. Yeah, by blocking with you it, You block with this when you have your primal whatever, the doubling season for everybody. That's what I was talking about. Sure. That works. Parcel Beast. PB. This is, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land, you can put it into your hand to the battlefield. If you don't, you put it into your hand, and it's a mutate beast. It's a mutate beast that has tap Simic to do Simic. Yeah. Ledger Shredder. This is a bird. Of course, and it's an advisor. Yeah, it is. 24 bucks. Wow. Flying. Standard, I think. Yes. Flying 1-3 for 2. When you ca when a player casts their speck and, speck and spell <laughs> each turn, Ledger Shredder connives. That's draw a card, then discard a card. If you discarded a non-land card, put a plus one counter on Ledger Shredder. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. Pretty How good. good does a card have to be in a format that doesn't exist to impact the price of a paper card this much? Ooh. Do you know Ooh. anyone that plays standard? Because I don't. <laughs> Not a single human being. Ask dual lands that question. <laughs> <laughs> EDH is a real format. Inspiring Call. I love this card. This is from 40K. Draw a card for each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Those creatures gain indestructible until end of turn. That's Why am cool. I not playing that in Kalamax? That is a good, good card. It's just like Heroic Intervention, except it costs like a tenth of what it does, and it draws your fucking card. Well, Heroic Intervention costs less. <laughs> less mana. I guess for one more, it's... Marginal. Yeah, because you're drawing a card. Yeah. If drawing I'm copying this two or three times in Kalamax, yeah. I'm drawing several cards. You're drawing lots of cards. Cool. Well, you could draw lots of cards with this anyway, because most of our creatures have plus one, plus one counters. That on they do. Dream Tail Heron. Bird, mutate, draw a card. Yeah, see, we can do mutate fast. Yep. Bread for the hunt. Whenever a creature you control with a plus one counter on it deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. It's a great, that's a great card. I like that I like one. That's, that one. Yeah, much. yeah, that's curiosity, but for plus one. Could also be Coastal Piracy, could also be Biden to Thassa. There you go. For yep. not a lot of for not a lot more money. And then you don't have the hoop of plus one plus one counter. This is thematic, so I like it, but you could play either of those other two cards. Or as well. all three. Or you could play all three. If, if you that's what you want. Yeah, because this deck I think wants to attack, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, graveyard getter backers. Here they are. Oh shit, let's do those. Sure. Okay. Where do 
Salvage. Oh, Salvage. Yeah, that, that's the name of the custom category. I was like, where are you talking about Graveyard Getter Backers, man? Okay. You happen on a glade. Ooh, three drop instant, mind you. Choose one. Search your library for up to two basics, put them into your hand, then shuff. Return a permanent from your graveyard to your hand. It's pretty good. Oh, that doesn't put it into play, though, so you wouldn't draw a card. No. Let's try again. Regrowth. Graveyard Getter Backer. Uh, doesn't draw your card. Grave Sifter. This is a beast. Yeah. This is a beast. It's a 5-7 beast, mind you, for 6. That's pretty good. When it enters a battlefield, choose a creature type and return any number of cards of that type from your graveyard to your hand. Also doesn't put them into place. Cut that river. Cut that fucking thing. That river kelpie. Get that. This gets here. all your beasts or birds back, though. Get a get a beast whisper. Play the card that I'm going to suggest later. Balagad recovery. Graver getter backer, but it's a land. Also on the other doesn't side. draw you. Yeah, we're, we're cutting that river kelpie. We're cutting it. Okay, mass production. I, I want to do this before we get to the beasts. Okay. Check this out. Strionic resonator that copies Tonos's ability. That's so you cool. copying copy. Yes. Okay. Second harvest. For each token you control, create another token. Yeah. Instant. That's awesome. Instant, mind you. I like that lot. That is a freaking that card fucks. Yes. <laughs> that card that card will fuck somebody's life up. Yes. Sahili's artistry. Sorcery for six. Choose one or both. Huh. Wonder <laughs> what we'll pick every time. Create a token that's a copy of target create artifact. Create a token that's a copy of target creature, except it's an artifact. <laughs> Used to play that in Brutaclad. Get two creatures. We're going to get both, yep. Lithoform Engine. That's a cool one. Oh, baby. Four drop. Costs, okay, two tap. Copy an activated or triggered ability. Tonos. Yep. Three tap. Copy an instant or sorcery. Eh, maybe we would. Inspiring Call. Would that be pretty good? Yeah, yeah. Four tap. Create a copy target permanent spell. You control, which that, is essentially just what Tonos yeah, does. Yeah, that is Tonos' ability. So we would we would pick number, well, we would do all three of those, I guess. Yep. Okay, next one. Dual nature. Dual nature. Look at this guy from Prophecy. Ooh. This is an enchantment from Prophecy back in the day. Green, green, four. If you're unaware, this is what it does. Whenever a creature card comes into play, its controller puts a creature token into play that's a copy of that creature. Holy shit. So Tonos. Okay, whenever a creature leaves play, remove all tokens with the same name as that creature from the game. When dual nature leaves play, remove all tokens created with it from the game. So, if one of our Tonos tokens dies, dual nature will make all of the ones with the same name die. Yes. But, when dual nature dies, our Tonos tokens won't die, just the dual nature ones will. Yes. I don't know if we ever played this card. Nor should we. No? No. You don't think? No. Play uh, Bramble Sovereign. This is the card I wanted to play. Oh. So here's my time. Bramble Sovereign. I even have it up on the screen here. One, has a really cool picture. Oh, yeah. Two, it's a 4-4 four, four for green, green, two. I know it's not a beast, but hear me out. It's a dryad. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield, you may pay green one. If you do, that creature's controller creates a copy of that creature. You just pay green two for yourself. Yeah. Green one for yourself. Yeah. And you have a 4-4 four, four blocker, and it's got a bird in the art. Two. Right? And then Two. You're not, then you're not giving your opponents possible end bringers or blightsteel colossuses or... Colossi. Uh, what's another one that's really good? Perforos. Crater Hoof times two. Yeah, Crater Hoof Behemoth. Could, right? we, could we call that Crater Two? Yes, Crater <laughs> Two. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm going to make I that would. joke again. 
<laughs> okay, last mass production. This is Ad Adrix and Nev Twin Casters from um, Strixhaven. Frickin' $23 for this. Ward 2, 2-2 two, two for Simic and 2. If you do one thing, you do two things instead. Which is create tokens. Yes, it's doubling season just for tokens with your guy. So Tonos, double Tonos is with Adrix and Nev. Double, 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 double. Two, 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 two. That's right. Okay. Little beasts, little toys, if you will. I want to do these first and then the big, the big smashy guys later. We're going to start with one of my favorite mutators. <laughs> trumpeting Gnar. Favorite because of the picture. Trumpeting Gnar mutates. It's a beast. Mutates. Gets you a 3-3 three, three green beast. Cool. Slippery Boogle. Slippery Boggle. 1-1 one, one for Simic Hybrid, Hexproof Beast. That's a, that's a good one to mutate on. Fantastic to. mutate target. I was just going to say that. Renegade Crassus. Beast Mutant, 3-2 with Evolve. So whenever something comes into play with bigger power or bigger toughness, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. Mm -hmm. And whenever Renegade Crassus evolves, put a plus one counter on each other creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Ooh, good synergy in this deck. That's very cool. Yes. Gnarled Colony. Gnarly Colon. Is yes. A, is a beast with kicker. How hey. did I not see the gnarly colon joke? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. 2-2 two, two beast for two, kicker green two. If gnarly colon was kicked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if it wasn't before, now it is. <laughs> if gnarly colon was kicked, it enters the battlefield with two plus ones. Then each creature you control with a plus one on it has Trampski. Cool. Yes. Uh, cyst bear. Oh, man. I <laughs> hope my of gnarly, gnarly colons. colons. <laughs> doesn't have any cysts on it. This is a three, no, a two, three beast with infect. I I don't think we have we ever played this card in any infect deck we've ever done. No, I painted one of these cards like one of my first ever painted cards was this card, and I still have it. Huh? Classic. <laughs> so that maybe that's why it's in here. Yeah. Cockwork Vorak. Oh man, I like getting Vorak. This is a zero zero for five. What you? I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Does it make us discard our hand or exile our library? I wish it's a beast though. It's got trample. Oh, enters the battlefield with four plus ones or eight, if that's what we're doing, or ten, if that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, when Clockwork Vorak attacks or blocks, you remove a plus one counter from it, but you can also tap it to put a plus one, plus one counter on Clockwork. Now, we have another Clockwork. It does the same exact thing, except it's a... 3-3 three, three bird with flying. And you can't tap it to put a... Yeah, when on. you hear clockwork, it's ETBs with plus ones, and you lose whenever you attack or block. Yeah, there's a Hydra that does that as well from Time Spiral that you can also take counters off to there's do a, damage. There's a dragon from, like, Antiquities. Yeah. Clockwork dragon. Clockwork beast, I think, is another one. I don't know why we're not playing that one. Anyways. What, maybe it's not... It's probably not a beast. <laughs> 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 Got eroded into like a dinosaur or something. Arcbound Ravager. Artifact, creature, beast. 
Jeez. Ravager of the Magic the Gathering game circa 2000 and what? Three? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Almost killed magic. Zero, zero for two. Sacrifice an artifact. Put a plus one on him. And he's got modular one, which means he ETBs with a plus one on him. And when he dies, you can move that to another target artifact creature, which is any token that Thanos makes as an artifact. Yeah. Ooh. Just FYI. Arcbound Lancer, artifact creature beast, modular four. Costs seven. Yeah. But you can move... Four plus ones when it dies. Yeah. And then Arcbound Hybrid, Artifact Creature Haste, Modular 2 for 4. So when it dies, you can move the plus ones to yeah. a different creature. And, and it's not Modular 2 like you can move 2. It's Modular 2, meaning it comes in with 2. But if it dies with 8, you move 8. Precisely. And this is one of those reasons, again, why if you want to spend a little bit of money to upgrade the deck, the Ozolith is a great thing because like this will die ozolith gets two your creature gets two at the beginning of combat the creature with the two gets two more yes so you've you've got your doubling season equivalents like your primal growth or whatever and you go sacrifice my lancer with the arc bound ravager so four gets moved to eight which gets moved to nine with with uh with the hardened scales onto your arc bound hybrid that already has two which is four which is five so you're adding nine more so you got 14 and then you sacrifice the hybrid onto the onto the ravager and then you sack the ravager to put them onto whatever you're actually going to attack with something with flying like a birds of paradise Mm -hmm. and you hit somebody for like 50 that's what you do yep that's why Ravager ruined fucking magic. <laughs> and if you have an Ozolith, oh, you <laughs> now you're just, hitting them for 100. You can just recast. It's, yeah, it's... Recast and do it again. Yep. It's amazing. So we'll we'll move... Those are the small things. Let's move on to those the Those are the things. small things. Those are the small things you can do. Those are the stocking stuffers, if you will. Oh, Let's I love the Christmas analogy. stockings, yeah, yeah. Now we're on to the main event. This is the 64. This is the Nintendo. This is the not bag of underwear. Yes. This is the cool thing you're going to spend the rest of Christmas morning playing with. This is the bottle of Crown Royal that my brother buys me every year because he can't think of what else to buy me, and he knows that I'll drink it all in one night. Man, I was going to say the train set. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, whatever. You get beer, I get a train. Man, if we were having Christmas together, we could get drunk and play with a train set. Hey. That sounds like fun. Your kid would probably be into that. Yeah, he'd probably think that was fun too. He loves getting drunk. (laughs) He doesn't get drunk, Jesus Christ. No, no, it's yeah, that's that's a joke. Yeah, we have to yeah. Yes. Okay. Spine biter. Oh yes. And if there was ever a card that looks like an asshole that really shouldn't. Spine biter. Yep. Yep. Three, four assigns its combat damage as though it were not blocked for six with infect. Ooh, I don't know, man. Get get some get some plus ones from Arcbound Ravenger on this. Yeah, I, su- I suppose that could. It's be got super trample and infect. This is a win condition. That's true. You don't even need a crater tooth. Well, maybe we're not even playing crater tooth. Yeah, I probably aren't. We don't know. Yeah. Ridge scale tusker. Ooh, a beast. The last one was a beast too. FYI, so we would actually have two of these. Yes. <laughs> okay, ridge scale tusker. Five five for five beast. Enters the battlefield. Put uh, put a plus one counter on each creature you control. Yeah. Hey, that's good in this deck. That's pretty good. I that's good in lots of decks. Let Let's talk about Burst. Wait a second. Let's talk about that card being a 35 cent mini crater hoof or pathbreaker ibex or triumph of the horde. Let's talk about that card for a second cuz that's 35 cents for a win con in a token deck. 
or what's the other one that's really that's like three bucks or whatever? Bog Beast or something? Loaming Bog Beast? Like you you gain two life whenever it attacks, and then your guys get big and trample for the amount of life you've gained that turn. Just things that people forget about because everybody's so rock hard for Crater Hoof that yeah. all the things that are just like Crater Hoof kind of go to the wayside. Like this yeah. one. It's an uncommon from Kaladesh. Pick them up. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Questing Beast. Is a beast. Fuck. I lost to a Questing Beast deck in Seattle because... I didn't know that it worked like this. So I'll give it a read. It's a 4-4 beast for four, because why would it cost more than four? Yeah. Vigilance, death touch, haste. and Still only costs four? Are those the only words on the card, Ryan? No, there are several more. Okay. Questing beast can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. That, there has, that has to be it, right? So you can't chump it. No, no. And so this has to be it. Okay. And it's got death touch, so it's going to get its guy. That's going to get its man. Okay. Yep. Okay. Combat damage that would be dealt by creatures you control cannot be prevented. So nice fog, dick face. This is why I lost. Yeah. Because it was a questing beast fog deck. And the guy's creatures just never died. I couldn't <laughs> kill them because of fog. He would fog all my damage and none of his. And I was like, what the fuck? Every time it happened, it's like I relearned it. <laughs> it's I just it didn't register because that's something that doesn't happen in magic. Mm-hmm. Fog prevents damage. That's what happens. Yeah, except in questing beast. Except in questing beast decks, and I got blown out like six times. Whoa. Yeah. But it, and that's all the creature does, right? That's it. No. What? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. What else does it do, Ryan? Whenever questing beast deals combat damage to an opponent. It deals that much damage to target Planeswalker that player controls. Why not? So it's a removal spell, too. Why not? Yeah. It's a slow and shitty, clunky removal spell, but when you tack that on to an otherwise fantastic, very powerful best creature of 2019, yeah, <laughs> maybe Korvald has something to say about that, but... Questing Beast, pretty good. It's, it's not too bad. Pretty Keep good. in mind it is legendary, so you can't have two of them, but still. I'm okay so, with this because I'll get an ETB trigger out of it, meh. and then it'll die. How about Hydroid Crisis? Yeah, we're getting into the who's who of yeah. of beasts now, this, right? This like, is the bubble butt Hydra we talked about uh, back in the day. Jellyfish, Hydra, Beast. Yep. There it is. Blue, green, X for a zero zero. Enters the battlefield with X plus ones on it. Whenever, when you cast this spell, you gain half X life and draw half X cards rounded down each time. So X equals three. You're going to get a three, three for five. X equals four. You're going to get a four, four for six. Gain two, draw two. Neat. So... When you have a Hydra like this and you get a copy of it, it copies all values of it, thus they will get the counters and not be a zero zero when they come into play. Yes? That's important. Ooh. Um you're copying it when you cast it. So X equals zero anywhere except the stack. And this card is on the stack when it gets copied. So the value of X should be copied. That's Let a, us know in the comments if yeah, we're wrong. That's how I interpret it as well. But it is important to throw those things out there because we don't know all the little intricacies. But that is something to keep in mind and probably look up. That's really freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Now let's talk about 
The this man, the myth, this, the legend. This is a handsome devil. No, people think that we're going to talk. I'm just going to scream Brash Taunter, and I wish I could. Oh, this is, this how is I Brash wish I Taunter's could. best friend. This is Brash Taunter's good buddy, Herd Bayloth. Turd Baylor. Turd Baylor. CCO preview card, Turd Baylor. 4 4 Beast for Green Green 3. Whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on Turd Baylor. You create a 4-4 green beast creature token. Yeah, That's baby. a good card. Man, that is so freaking good. Yep. It was so good. I was so excited about it. Built a whole deck around it. Do you go infinite in that deck? Sure do. Put, 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 put a plus one, get a guy, get a guy, put a plus one. Spike feeder, Archangel of Thune, baby. Ooh. And and also, Ooh. this does, um, uh, what's the green denizen from Return to Ravnica? Whenever you play a green, whenever a green creature ETBs, you get a plus one. Uh, or whenever you put a plus one, you get a one one. I don't know. They both do the same thing. I play it with Heliod, where every time you gain life, it's like a life gain deck. So every time you gain a life, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. I put it on Herd Bayloth, Get a dude. Get a dude. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here, let's let's talk about more creatures that have too many abilities. An Elgar Gargaroth. Elgar. Elgar Gargadoth. <laughs> Elgar. Elgar Gargaroth. That sounds like a legendary creature. Elder Gargaroth. Six six beast for five. That's already good. That's already a good rate. This would have been an uncommon in alpha. Yep. Vigilance, reach, trample. Still listening? Yeah, because there's more. When it attacks or blocks, <laughs> doesn't matter what it does, and it's going to do both because it's vigilant. Choose one. Create a three three green beast creature token. That's pretty good. Yeah, why not? Gain three life. Probably not going to do that one. Draw a card. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Draw a card. Sure. Let's draw oh, a card. Man. Why we're, not? We're not done with the greatest hits of Green Beasts yet, though. Yeah. We do have a Crady C. Crady C. Crady B, I guess. Y- yes. Um, Crater Tooth. I yeah. do like that because mm-hmm. we will have two of these. And let's say we've got five guys. Crater Hoof is six. All our creatures get plus six, plus six, and then plus seven, plus seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good. If one Crater Hoof wasn't enough to get it done, two fucking will be. Yes. Let's be honest with ourselves and each other. Yes. Next up, we have the greatest beast, Chameleon Colossus. Hey, this is a good guy. He's a shapeshifter. You got Changeling, so he's every creature type, bird and beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, what would you say he is when you cast him? Would you say he's a bird or a beast? Well, he's both. I know. So you get him. Co- you copy him twice. <laughs> I don't think you do. Yeah, you do. Whenever you cast, is it is it or a beast or bird? Okay. Yes. Anyways, he's a bird and a beast. He got pro black, 4-4 four, for four, 4. You could pay green, green, 2. Chameleon Colossus gets plus X, plus X until end of turn, where X is its power. I just thought of what we should cut that river kelpie for. What is it? Just thought. The other, or the be- if this is the best bird, then Shape Sharer would be the best beast. Shape Sharer. Shape Sharer, it's a, I think it's a 1-1 one, one for blue 1. Then you can tap blue and 2, and he becomes a copy of some other creature until your next turn. Does it have ch- uh, changeling? Is it all creature types? Yes. It is all creature types. So you could it's turn it it's into- important to know that because when you cast a clone, yeah. you're casting a the, shapeshifter. A shapeshifter, a not a beast. So yep. Tonos wouldn't trigger. Correct. So but this just would FYI. do it. And then you can turn it into a ridge scale tusker or a spine biter or a herd bayloth or a elder gargaroth, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then yeah. get in there. Last creature in the deck. Yo. And this thing is fucking crazy. Auspicious Starix. This is a 6-6 six, six 
mutator. Mm -hmm. You can cast it for five or you can mutate it for six. When this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X permanents, where X is the number of times this creature has mutated. Put those permanents onto the battlefield. Important to note with this card, your non-permanents you're exiling are gone now. That's important to note. Yeah. They don't get shuffled back in. Put on the bottom. They don't go to your bin. They're gone now. They're exiled. Yes. That's important to note with this because I have seen some people like shuffle them back in or put them in the, in the yard. Now they're gone. Okay. That's important. This is kind of like Genesis Wave Mutate. Yes. So what is it? Like do we usually do this three times? Yeah. A mutate pile is generally three. Yep, two this or three. Might, this might be the third thing on the mutate stack. Yep. Or if it's the, if you're having a really bad day and it's the first thing, <laughs> like even then it's you get a free thing, then you get a bounce and a free thing, then you get a kill a thing and a bounce and a free thing. It's pretty good. Right? You put it on your slippery boogle, they're going to have a hard time getting rid of it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yep. Cool. You know what? I, I like this deck. I like the, like I said at the top, the, the, it's everybody, right? Yep. And I didn't expect all of these things to be beasts, or I didn't remember that that's also a bird, etc. I like yeah, that. I do. I like this deck a lot, too. It's got lots of really neat stuff. Lots of classic EDH, just like, I want to play this big, stupid creature stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I have a... Spinebiter. Yeah, let's, let's fucking play it. Yeah, I've got a questing beast, but I don't have a deck for it. Fucking play it. It's a beast. I like that it's got mutate in it. Yep. And I like that we can do infect or mutate. I like that because lots of uh, let's just move to strength and weaknesses. Yeah. I like that a lot of things are just catch-alled into beast. Yeah. So if we wanted to make a budget deck or a popper deck, we could do that with Thanos. Those are all strengths, I think. And I think that this deck was the it's built the way that it is, I think, possibly for budgetary reasons. And since bird and beast are such catch-all terms, if you wanted to tune this up and get some, I don't want to say higher quality creatures, but some some like better dudes, I'll bet you could find some dudes at the top, tippy-top end. More more along the um, the questing beast and greater Gargaroth tier of power level. Yeah. And, and I think if you wanted to, you could cut the two or three infectors we saw, because some people don't like that, even if it's only two or three guys. And you could add more beasts or birds because there's no shortage. Yeah. Right? I like all of those of things. Yeah. So a couple other strengths I've got noted. It's the new hotness. There's always cool things to figure out and remember it's a beast. <laughs> yeah. With uh, with new commanders. It lets us break the rule of EDH by making two of the same thing mm -hmm. or more in some cases, which, uh, which we talked about last week being a thing that people like. Break the rules so I can play more than one of a thing. Mm -hmm. That's like people's favorite thing. That's why doubling season is $85. Yeah. Because it lets me do two. Yep. Two things. That's mm -hmm. good. Um, How does that card never come down in price? I that's a, don't know. That's a weakness of this deck is the price of that fucking card. That's not even in the deck. <laughs> I know. And the reason it's not in the deck is because it's cost $85. Yeah. And it's such a casual card. Like, no competitive thing ever. Anywhere plays it. Yep. It's been reprinted four or five times. Damn it. Yep. Like, just print it at Uncommon and get it over with. Yep. 
Put it put it in in the basic land slot. Yeah, still be eighty bucks. Probably would be. <laughs> hey, damn it! The Tarmogoyf effect. Oh, they printed more, so now I'm going to play it more. Yep. Oh, I still don't have enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Beats wholesale ass. Yeah. You've got some. You've got some high quality creatures in that spine biter that just doesn't even care if it's blocked. That's all good. It's the kind of deck, and this is the the last strength I want to be on. It's the kind of deck where you can play all of your favorite stuff. Yep. 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 That's my favorite beast. That's my favorite ability. These are all my favorite ramps. Plus one, plus one, doubling is my favorite strategy. Yep. All those things, right? Mutate's my favorite mechanic. We're going to put that in there. Yeah. There I, you go. I like that lots too. I like that. And I'm going to I'm gonna go along with that. I'll give it one more strength that I like to point out, and I already maybe did, but I'm going to point out again. This is one of those decks that's always going to get new stuff. Oh, yeah. Every set, you're going to get new stuff for your decks. You're combing through the new sets thinking, oh, that's going to go great in my bird beast deck. And that's always fun. You know what you could do too? You could make this just birds or just beasts and still be just fine, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, weaknesses. The wind cons, like Infect or Crater Hoof or Simic Ascendancy, maybe. Maybe. Man, if somebody loses to Simic Ascendancy, they deserve it. Okay. Yeah. Infect or Crater Hoof, maybe feel played out. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I get that. I, yeah, they kind of Guy do. Drew's creator who killed me, right? Like, that's yeah. the second time I gave that example. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes that's just how EDH works, though. So if you're getting pissed off about too many creator hoofs, either, I don't know, play Stifle or talk to your friends if that's every deck and that's all they do and you never win. I don't know. Talk to your friends. Yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. Because, again, this is a deck that, especially this one, Yes, you're going to make tokens of your dudes, but you're probably going to have three, four guys. And crater hoofing into three, four guys is, yeah, it's still Even if you're crater hoofing. fooding, crater fooding yeah. twice? It's not enough to wipe out a table of dudes at 35 life. Probably not. So hold your anger. That's why we got four graveyard getter backers. That's right. Yeah. Too many high mana cost cards. Yay or nay? Uh, I don't. Or, uh, or fine. I think it's fine. I think this is, you're going to play this casually. And I don't think that the the high cost is going to hinder you too bad. I don't think so. And a lot of those high mana things are the mutators, which cost less to mutate. So that brings the cost down. And since you're getting two of everything you play, that also helps to mitigate the, the pain of paying six for a creature. Yeah, yeah. you get it and twice. you know what? The ramp and all the birds are, are low in mana cost. And they feed the top end of the deck, I guess, which is fine construction. Yes. Total deck value as constructed as per uh, whatever site Archidech uses is 310.62, not including basic lands. That's, pre- I think that's, again, as sad as it is to say, that's pretty standard. Well, that's ch- check that's this 35 out. cents a card. Check this out. Crater Hoof, 27 bucks. Okay. Ledger Shredder, 24 bucks, which might not hold. But if it does, branching evolution, because it's from uh, Jumpstart. Jumpstart. It's, it's elevated. And the four most expensive lands, which are like Rejuvenating Spring and like a, a Filter Land and just stuff that could be basics. Sure. 28 bucks. Okay? Yeah. Cut all that. You save 101 bucks. Deck's $200. Sure. I think that that's what a deck can cost. 300 is like, hey, I sprung for a $30 Crater Hoof. Right? Yeah. Right? But 200 is like, ooh, two bucks a card, <laughs> which is doesn't feel bad if you're going to the LGS every week and, oh, this will go good my Tano stack, my Tano stack, my Tano stack. And it might take a couple game nights to get all the stuff that you need. 
and then you um, then you have a Tonos deck for what feels affordable because it was two hundred bucks, two dollars at a time for a few weeks. Yeah, I think that's fine. It's pretty fun, and lots of this stuff you're going to be able to get for uh, like you could probably actually make this deck pretty pimp for not that much money. You could upgrade all of your mutators into the comic book arts. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could do some cool stuff with this deck as well if you, you were go. really really into it. There you go. Uh, I want I, more comic book art. Me too. I Those want were, comic book art. I was looking at that the other day. Those are so fucking cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. man. I want to go back to Ikoria. We're going back to Dominaria. I don't want to remaster Dominaria. I want to go to Ikoria. We'll be going back to Ikoria someday. It'll just take a few years. You got to figure mutate out better. So here's what I got. Here's what I got. This is my final thought of the day. Okay. Big thanks to all the Patreon supporters who helped us out. Remember, we got new goals, new yeah. equipment, paying the editors more, Brando's recording booth. Um, Cutaway gag backdrop for Sidewalk Slam. It's going to be <laughs> hilarious, I promise. New website design when we hit that stretch goal with merch as designed by patrons. All fantastic reasons to pledge. Sidewalk Slam 6 coming out December 2nd or 1st. Be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a good time. Yep, going to be totally fun. Big thanks to Joe and Tyler, editors, for being uh, cool dudes. And being sevens out of tens. Putting up with our shit and stuff. Yep. FusionGamingOnline.com if you want to uh, buy any of the stuff here. CCO Spring and CCO Perks promo code. Christmas is coming up. Get something for the magic player in your life, even if it's you. Yeah. You know what the best part about Christmas is? You can buy things for yourself. I'm an irresponsible adult. I will buy myself Christmas presents. I will also buy myself Christmas presents. I did buy myself Christmas presents. You know what I bought? Something from geekwood.ca using CCO podcast coupon code for 10% off. Frog dice, baby. Sure did. There you go. I also got a contract from below. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 You just got to think it's funny. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Look up what contract does from below does. I'm not going to talk about it. It's irrelevant. It's banned. But... It's pretty funny. Final thanks. Final thanks. Chris Dimwit Meat Gacer. Hell yeah, it's a great deck, my friend. Thank you very much for sending it in. Final thought of the day, Final or is that it? <laughs> this deck is great. I love seeing Mutate. I love big, swingy, beat, wholesale-ass shit. And it's nice to see a Simic deck that doesn't only do Simic stuff. Because I think that this is a color identity that really does kind of get pigeonholed sometimes. To just being value into big stuff. And this one... Just plays the big stuff. So I really, really appreciate that. I dig seeing it. I hope everybody out there dug hearing about it. And we'll be back next week for another very exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!